Well, the first of these two prophetic words that I want to share is really along the lines that many of the things that God wants to do in your life, in our church, to enlarge our territory, receive your inheritance, open doors that you long for, breakthroughs that you've cried out for, miracles, the blessings God has for you, most of them will not happen without prayer. And so the first prophetic word is this, that God is calling you and me to take prayer to another level. Even if your prayer life is really strong, it still needs to go to another level. That's what I believe God has shown me is a key to the forward. Your prayers will determine your future. So really, God's putting the ball back into your hands and into my hands. I had a prophetic word. I was in Christchurch just a week or so ago, and this guy who has never met me before, he just came, he shared, he had a word for me, and he said this. He said, God, he said God's got things for you and things for your church. He says, but it's going to need fervent prayer. I wasn't very excited to hear that, actually, because I was hoping it was just going to fall out of the sky. He said, it's got, he said, your directions are right, but it's going to take fervent prayer, and prayer will release the answers, open doors, and give breakthrough. And that word wasn't just for me, friends. That's for every person sitting here in this congregation today. And, um, you know, these things that God has for you, they can't be preached up. <laughs> they can't be praised up. They can only be prayed up. And it doesn't matter how loud or enthusiastic our praise, it won't do it. You know, in the last decade, we've made a lot of progress in praise. It's powerful. I love praise. The problem is we've lost ground in prayer. Many of the things we want to see happen in our church and in your life will only come if you are prepared to increase your prayer life. Consider this. Nothing much is going to change in your life until you get on your knees and pray more than you have prayed before. Because all you're praying to now hasn't actually done it. <laughs> so you want it to happen. We've just got to step up in this whole area. I was really challenged by Winky Prattney last Sunday night. What a tremendous presentation on revival. But he basically said this, and there's not many preachers that have the courage to say this, but I would join with Winky and say it. He said, the tide of God's spirit and work in our nation is going out. We are going downhill spiritually. And friends, there's only one thing that's going to change it. And that's when the church, when you and I begin to pray. We need an awakening that's going to turn the tide of wickedness. And we need it, friends, for our sake, but we need it for the sake of our children. You know, we need it for the sake of our grandchildren. You know, you look at what's happening in the world today, friends. If something doesn't change in our nation, God help our kids and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren, friends. We have a responsibility to change the climate of our nations. James 4 verse 2 says, You have not because you... How simple is that? How simple? 
And you know, we can pray and praise and we can do everything else, but you've got to ask. So four areas in which to take prayer to a higher level. Number one is in your personal prayer times. Make a decision today that you're going to ramp it up. If you only pray a minute a day, make it two. If you're at five minutes, make it ten. If you're at 30, make it 40. If you're an hour, make it an hour and 15. If you're at two, make it two and a quarter. Whatever, just push it up. Whatever, wherever you're at. Secondly, corporate prayer meetings need to be ramped up in our church. Our Thursday night prayer meeting at 6 p.m. The Sunday night at 5.15, really important prayer meeting. You know, that's what enables God to really work on Sunday nights. You know, there's a lot of time for the Spirit of God to move on a Sunday night like last Sunday night with Winky there to God to speak. So that 5.15 prayer meeting is really, really important. If any of you, you know, you prayers, if you can join other non-prayers, anyone, come and join us. You know, it's an easy way to add 30 minutes to your prayer life. Hey, simple as that. So, hey, make a decision. Come and join us. The hour of power, like tonight, we want to see it. That as well, increase in attendance, anointing, and power. In other words, take every opportunity the church provides to pray and add it to your personal life, and that's going to wrap your whole prayers up just automatically without you really even having to try very, very hard. We want to see 24-7 more prayer slots filled. You know, let's get into that prayer. We used to fill all the slots at once a number of years ago, but now it's just kind of slowly, you know, People have just dropped away slowly and, or doing less or whatever it might be. Hey, let's ramp it up. It's not time for prayer to go back, friends. It's time for prayer to go forward. It's not time to come to less prayer meetings. It's time to go to more prayer meetings. It's not time to do less 24-7. It's time to do more 24-7. You look very excited about that. <laughs> I'll keep going. There's not many people that get excited about a message on prayer, but I do. Because I, I know prayer is the answer. But prayer... And we want increased prayer in all church departments. Prayer is a dying art in many churches and many Christians. Isn't that tragic? When God said, my house shall be called a house of prayer, it's almost like we can do everything else but the one thing God said we have to do, the one thing that's the key to God moving in our midst. You know, years ago, prayer meetings, there was no singing, no preaching, no talking, they would just pray, pray for a long time. Some of them would pray all night. They knew how to pray. wasn't unusual, years gone by, for mothers to be on their knees, bombarding heaven, telling the devil, you can't have my kids. You can't have my marriage. You can't have my family. You can't have what is precious to me. Friends, that kind of prayer, I'm telling you, gets answers. It's time to ramp up our praying once again. It's time to open the heavens wide and see God move in our midst like we long for and desire to see. Today, they knew how to pray through. Today, we prefer instant McDonald's prayer. We want to drive past the window and have our miracle handed to us Thank you, Lord, for a breakthrough in my marriage. Thank you, Lord, for, for healing me. As we, friends, it don't work that way. There is no instant answers in that sense. You know, or else we want the man or the woman of God to pray for us. And if I can only get whoever to pray for me. And that's okay, friends. But it must never replace crying out to God for yourself. 
when you've done that and get someone to pray for you, it's probably going to work. But if you have not prayed at all, the man of God, woman of God, is probably not going to be able to give you much better result. The Old Testament, only the priest could access God. But today, every born-again believer can go boldly to the throne of God and make their requests known and get answers from heaven. We don't need a mediator. Now, there's a place for counseling, but it should never substitute for prayer. Pray and then get counseling. Don't go to prayer without counseling because it probably won't make any difference. So the things that God's on the verge of doing in our church in your life have to be birthed in prayer. We have prayed. Yes, we have. But we need to take it now to another level because our praying to date has not brought the revival. It's not brought transformation in our community. It's not brought the salvation of your family and friends. It's not brought the breakthroughs that some of you still long. So the praying today has been good. It's got us so far. But if we want to go to the next level, our praying has to go up a level as well. You know, it's said that some Christians cannot pray nonstop for five minutes. Hmm, isn't that interesting? They can't do it nonstop for five minutes. But I'm sure most of you here can. And yet those same Christians can speak on the phone for 30 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour, even hours. Why is that? Why would we speak 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, two hours to someone who can't help us when we can talk to the God in heaven who's got all the answers and can give us all the breakthroughs and everything that we desire in our lives. Why talk to man when you can talk to God? Calm down, Ta. Just let it go. Just let it go. You can live without friends. You can probably live without money. Certainly you can live without the TV, your iPhone, and the computer games. But you cannot go on without prayer. I'll give you four reasons why. It's essential to our lives and our future. Number one, Philippians 4, 6-7. It's a key to peace of mind. Philippians 4, let's go there. This is a great verse. If you don't know this verse, you want to grab a hold of it because it's a really powerful verse. I, I use this one quite a lot. It says, be anxious for nothing. How are you going to do that? It tells you. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to your friend on the phone. No, no. Let your requests be made known to God. That's how you get peace. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Some of us are full of anxiety and stress and worry and bother and trouble simply because we won't pray enough and unload on our Lord Jesus Christ. See, prayer helps to empty our hearts of cares. 
You see, without prayer, you're going to collect a lot of baggage, weights, worries, stresses, frustrations that you simply cannot handle. So prayer releases that stuff unto God, unto the one who can help you. You can talk to people, but it's far better to talk to God. A problem shared, yes, is a problem halved. And maybe a person can help you, but share your problem with God. He may more than halve it. He may remove it altogether. The Bible says the pure in heart will see God. You know what the pure, pure means? Catharsis. It means to clean out. Clean out. Clean out the heart. The more we clean out our hearts through prayer, the more we're going to see God work in our lives. Let's go to 1 Samuel 1 and verse 10. Hannah desperately wanted a child. Verse 10, so what did she do? And she was in bitterness of soul. Maybe you are too. What did she do? She prayed to the Lord. And wept in anguish. So she didn't cry on someone's shoulder. There's nothing wrong with doing that. But I want to suggest cry on God's shoulder as well. Then it goes on. It says in verse 15, But Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I'm a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I've drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Verse 17, I answered, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition which you have asked of him. And a child was born, Samuel, as she poured out her heart to God. Catharsis cleaned out her heart, emptied herself of worries, frustrations, and God was released to work a miracle on her behalf. See, prayer is more than just a list of requests. It's actually interaction with God. It's communication, sharing your heart, pouring out your soul. It's talking to God as your best friend, and He understands you more than anyone else. Prayer number two is saying, God, I am dependent on you. You know, one way for you to know how much a person depends on God and not on their own ability is see if you can find out how much they pray about things. You see, the less people pray about things, the more they're dependent on themselves. The more we pray, the more we're saying, God, you know, I really am dependent on you. It's very easy to work in our own strength. We've all done it, haven't we? But God has a way. I believe he's doing this in many lives, is bringing us to the end of our strength. When we get to the place we say, God, I, I can't do this. I can't do it in my own strength. And he allows us to rev up our engines in the starting blocks <laughs> for long enough for us to overheat and shut down. We try everything and conclude, God, if you don't come through, I'm sunk. And that's exactly where God wants you. Exactly the position he wants you in. Have you come to the end of yourself? God's working real hard to get you there. Real hard. And he'll keep on the pressure. He knows how to do it until you collapse onto your knees and say, God, help! I'm sunk without you. You don't have to have all the answers. You just have to know the one who does have the answers. It's the same in any area of life. You don't have to have all the answers in your work, in your home, in your business, in any area of life. You don't have to know it all. Just surround yourself with the right people. Know who to call. 
See, prayer says, I know who God is. I know He has the answers. I know where He lives. I have His address. I've got His phone number. And when I need help, that's where I go. It's where you need to go as well. It's where we all need to go. That's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to go to God and say, God, we can't do this without you. God, we have prayed, but I need to pray more now to see the breakthroughs that we're longing for. See, you don't have the power to bring to pass all God has for you. You just don't. And that's the way God wants it, because then when it comes to pass, you'll acknowledge the good hand of God that did it. Number three, prayer will guide you into God's plans for your life. Psalm 37 and verse 5. Are we doing all right? You okay? You listening? You learning something? Are you going to pray more? <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Psalm 37 5. This is all for your good, actually. Commit your way to the Lord. How do you do that? You've got to pray. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. Fairly simple, isn't it? Proverbs 3, verse 6, In all your ways, acknowledge Him. He shall direct your paths. For God to lead you into all the blessings He has for you, you need to take your praying to another level. Prayer is a key to divine guidance. What does Jonah teach us? <laughs> Jonah teaches us that decisions made without prayer lead away from God's will and blessing. Decisions made without prayer lead to storms. Jonah ended up in the belly of a whale. Don't trust your wisdom to make decisions when all you can see is to the corner, whereas God can actually see what's around the corner and help you make far better decisions. Don't make any decisions without consulting God, without committing your way unto the Lord. We need to pray before we apply for a job, before we buy a house or buy a car. When we're looking for a marriage partner, we need to pray to make a decision, a business decision. We need to pray for God to help us to raise children, build a marriage, handle a hurt, keep right attitudes, forgive, keep away from bitterness. In every area of life, we need to pray. No matter how small it is, how big it is, pray, 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 pray. My house shall be called a house of prayer. God has more for you. Tell the person next to you, God has more for you. Now tell them God's got a lot more for you. Now tell them God's got more for you than you think. But the only way you're going to get it is through more prayer. Tell the person next to you, pray more. Tell the person on the other side. Tell yourself, pray more. Because <laughs> why, friends? You've got to fight for some of this stuff. It's not going to fall out of heaven. Our nation's not going to turn itself back to God. Someone has to pray. Some church has to rise up and cry out to God and say, God, it's enough. This nation's gone down far enough. God, help us. Open the heavens, please. We implore you. It's time to get desperate. It's time to get out on our knees. It's time to cry out to God like we've never cried out before. It's a day of desperation. We need some answers. We need heaven to open. We need God to come on the scene. Come on, Church Unlimited. We can do this. Why don't we lead the way? 
Why don't we cry out in prayer and for people around the nation to begin to say, boy, they're doing it up there at Church Unlimited. Friends, somebody has got to do it. And I'm concerned that there's no one else. Maybe, hopefully there are, but I can't depend on someone else. We have a commission. We have a mandate. We have a call from heaven. And friends, we must rise to this challenge. This is a prophetic word for 2015. Prayer will help you avoid mistakes. It can be very, very costly. Okay, number four. Prayer develops a deeper walk with God. I'll have to make sure I've got voice left for the last service. (laughs) And for tonight. I hope you're feeling stirred. Not by me, but by God. If you're stirred by me, it won't make any difference. If God's starting to touch your spirit, that'll make a difference. John 73, this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, Jesus Christ, whom you sent. See, the greatest goal in life, friends, is to get closer to God. That's the key to everything. To getting the promises God's got for you, to fulfilling your calling. Everything flows out of relationship. John 15, 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Prayer is basically saying, God, without you, I can't do anything. Can't get out of bed in the morning. Can't look after the kids. Can't work properly. Can't think properly. Can't have a decent relationship. God, I just can't do anything without you. That's, that's what it's actually teaching. Daniel 10, 32, the people who know their God shall be strong and do great exploits. People who know their God. You get to know God through prayer. There's no other way, friends. There is zero other way. Because prayer, you know if you want to build a relationship with someone, you've got to talk to them. The more you talk and communicate, the better the relationship. It's exactly the same with God. You say, I don't know how to do that. Just start. Just say, hi, God. Here I am. Got anything to say? He'll help you. So out of much relationship, you bear fruit. You're strong in the face of adversity. You do great exploits for God. It is worth developing a stronger prayer life this year. This year, friends. This year. This is the year of the prophetic word. So my advice to you is make a decision that your highest priority this year is to strengthen your prayer life. Goal number one. Not two, not three, not four. Number one. I'm telling you, the results will exceed every other goal you might set in life. Because prayer brings results. Choose a prayer meeting to attend each week. If you don't already, if you already attend one, choose another one. Just push it up to another level. Book in 24-7 weekly. Set aside time every day to pray because your whole future, your whole future depends on whether you'll take your prayer to another level or if you won't. It's really as simple as that. See, prayer strengthens intimacy with God. Too many people are trying to build a relationship with God. Excuse me. Get everyone doing that in a moment. (coughs) Too many people are trying to build a relationship with God 
through a preacher, through a church, through a small group, through some sort of group. If you remove all the props, sometimes there's very little relationship with God left. People need a church. They need a preacher. They need a group. They need music. They need lights. They need singing to feel some connection with God. And often they need all the extras, friends, to cover up a lack of personal relationship. So when you've got to walk with God, friends, you don't need any of that. You can take the whole lot away and you'd still be passionately in love with Jesus. You'd still worship him with all your heart, music or no music. So years gone by, friends, they didn't have any of it. No sound system. No lighting. Often, no instruments. No smoke machines. And how can you worship without smoke machines? You've just got to have it, don't you? Take it all away, friends. What's left? What's left? Sometimes we're not helping people, really. There's so many props. Then we get close to someone who's got close to God. You need to get close yourself. The whole basis of the Christian faith is you don't need a man between you and God. You can get there yourself. You can hear his voice yourself. You can enjoy his presence yourself. It's impossible to have a relationship with anyone without communication. So let's not talk to God, tell him all our problems, make all our requests known, and then hang up the phone. See, prayer's a dialogue, not a monologue. You talk to God, and he talks to you. You talk to God, he listens. He talks to you, you listen. Try building a marriage where you only do all the talking. You make all your requests known, and when they try and say something, you say, shut up. I'm talking. Think about this. It's more important to hear what God has to say to you than for God to hear what you've got to say to him. Who would agree with that? (laughs) 2 Chronicles 7.14, our last verse. If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. I had to memorize that, so I hope I got it right. If you will humbly, if you will humble yourself and pray like never before, God can heal your land, your marriage, your family, your career, your job, your finances, your health. So, go home. Lock the door. Get on your knees. Pray like never before. And if at all possible, join us tonight.
If you'll take your prayer to a higher level, you'll see God do amazing things in your life this year and in our life. His plans, his blessings, his open doors, all waiting for someone to cry out in earnest prayer. With God's help, and we need it. See, you even need God's help to help you to pray. Pray is saying, God, I need your help, but then you need help to even start to pray. But without God, with God's help, friends, we can increase our prayer. And this year, we can enjoy the days of heaven on earth. So work out a strategy. How can you pray more? Choose a prayer meeting. Let other things drop off, whatever they might be. So you can give yourself more earnestly to seeking God and praying like never before. You can start, if you wish, and I'd like you to, by responding to this prophetic word. And let's take our hour of power up to a higher level. More people, more power, more anointing. And begin this journey of lifting our prayers to a whole new level. And as we do, friends, there's a much greater chance that we'll see God pour out unprecedented blessings in our lives, in our church, in your life, in your family. It is time to pray. Amen? <clears throat> Musicians, please. Why don't you close your eyes and let me ask you a question. What will you do with this message? Now, sadly, it's true, some will do nothing, and that's just the way it is, and that's fine. We don't condemn anyone. We still love you, still appreciate you. Maybe in time that you'll see what we're talking about more clearly. But what will you personally, what decisions can you make right now? <clears throat> to respond to what I believe is a prophetic word from God. And friends, it makes perfect sense because all our praying to date, as much as it's been, as good as it's been, has still not got the results we desire. We can try every other method in the book, every other program, every other 10 steps to revive. We can try everything else, but really at the end of the day, my Bible says it comes down to prayer and seeking God's face. Then if there's other things that we need to put into place and do, that will come. God will speak to us and show us as we pray the other things that need to be done. I think we should sing uh, Set a Fire. Can we do that? Set a Fire Down in My Soul? Let's stand together, please, and <clears throat> make that a, uh, a song. As you sing it, make it a, a prayer song. Set a fire of prayer down in my soul. You know, so God would just fire you up and fire me up. Hey, thank you for coming this morning. Appreciate you listening. Appreciate you allowing me to, I guess, unload what God's put in my heart. Yeah, I'm passionate about this stuff. And the reason I'm passionate, friends, is because I'm passionate about our nation. This land of the long white cloud that which was once God's own has tragically lost its way. 
and I will do what I can. By the grace of God, to turn the tide so it starts coming in and the heavens open wide and we see a revival like this nation has never seen before.